Oh, we never thought the tennis team were jocks. They were faggots. Christopher <laughs> Lee fucks a tranny in the movie. Radio Drome. Welcome to another episode of Radio Drome. That is the title of the show, Radio Drome, based off of Video Drome from David Cronenberg. What is in a title? Do you think like AdamandEve.com is a good title? Do you think like there's something that would draw people to AdamandEve.com? Well, only if you use the promo code DROME, which gives you 50% off a single item, three free DVDs, free shipping in the United States, and a free mystery gift when you use DROME as the promo code at adamandeve.com. DROME is a good title for a promo code. Cecil, you have the title of Good Bad Flicks. Why why do you think that title worked for you? It worked at the time because, um, I mean, it was very... To the point, it kind of uh, showed what I was covering. It was uh, bad movies that were, you know, falling under the either so good they're bad or misunderstood films. But I've kind of grown beyond the title. So actually, if I could go back in time, I might po- I might have come up with a different name. Well, do you think that the, the title for, say, a movie or whatnot is equally as important as as any other element in selling this to the audience? Or do you think a, a film with a, say, a bad title or even just a great film with a bad marketing campaign, how important is the title to a film? The title is very important because there's been a lot of movies where the title just doesn't grab you and it maybe doesn't make you look at it the right way. Uh, sometimes there's titles that you, you think it's one thing and then it's something else completely different. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes... That happens, though. They just will name it one thing or they'll change it. And I know we're going to get into this, so I'll stop rambling. But yeah, the title is is pretty damn important. Well, it's going to be how people identify with the movie before they see it, how they know what to expect. And it's got to be something easy to say, too. I mean, you got to balance, too. We want to tell what the movie's about without giving anything away. But we also so, want to make it something catchy that pops into people's heads and they, they know it. They, they associate those words with this movie. You disagree with the fact for like incredibly long titles that do still stick in your head, such as the Ray Dennis Steckler movies or Ben Affleck's first film, which has a title. I've never seen the movie, but the title alone makes me want to watch it. The title of the movie is I Killed My Lesbian Wife, Hung Her on a Meat Hook, and Now I Have a Three-Picture Deal with Disney. You tell me that it might not be a quick little catchy title, but it makes you want to see the movie, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does. I'm, I'm quite interested in seeing that one, but I don't know what I would refer to it. Like Dr. Strangelove, I just called Dr. Strangelove. For me, that title ends with the colon. Do you just call Roman Polanski's Fearless Vampire Killers, or is it Fearless Vampire Killers or Pardon Me But Your Fangs Are in My Neck? It's just that that fucking Roman Polanski vampire movie. I don't even use the title for that movie. It sucks. Uh, what about the Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain? 
Oh, that one's even worse. <laughs> that, that was that, that's actually on my list, too. I want to leave the Ray Dennis Steckler stuff out for now because I actually want to talk about his stuff specifically. But but then you've got other ones that, like, to me, I think this is one of the best yet most derivative titles of all time. Night of the Day of the Dawn of the Sun of the Bride of the Return of the Revenge of the Terror of the Attack of the Evil Mutant Alien Flesh-Eating Hellbound Zombified Living Dead Part 2 in Shocking 2D. Oh, God. You tell me that's not a fantastic title, though. It's a terrible title. Heathen! I mean, you could just say, you could come up with like five words to describe that movie. Back uh, me on that one. No, nah, even I, I gotta say, that one, it oh. does seem a little, it's, it seems a little overreaching. That, that's like Scream, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th, which fell on Halloween or whatever those dumb things were. The yeah, that's exactly what that is, Josh. Well, well, originally, what happened with that, because... They did um, the the Wayans brothers did don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood. And then they were going to call their next movie, which was going to be a spoof on horror films. I, that was the one where scream if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. And then they ended up just calling it scary movie and ended up going on to be a huge hit. And then somebody else did. Uh, Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th, I believe it was, with Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and that didn't do as well. The reason we're talking about this is it looks like Warner Brothers is trying a switcheroo on us right now with, I'm going to call it the movie formerly known as Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt film. They've, they haven't announced a title change, but when you look at all the advertising, the movie comes out on DVD in October – it's very much they're trying to bury the title. For instance, the DVD and Blu-ray cover is Live, Die, Repeat, Cruise, Blunt, Edge of Tomorrow. And Edge of Tomorrow is buried. But Live, Die, Repeat. And then the print ads that they have, like in Entertainment Weekly and whatnot, whatnot just say Live on the Edge, Smart, Exciting, and Unexpected, Cruise, Blunt, Edge, Live, Die, Repeat. The only time Edge of Tomorrow is even on the print ads is the website, edgeoftomorrowmovie.com. And then you've got the ads that are on certain websites that just say, live, die, repeat, cruise blunt, live, die, repeat. It seems like they're trying to get away and go, no, 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 the Edge of Tomorrow was a terrible title, the movie bombed, maybe if we call it something else, we can trick you into thinking it's not the same movie you didn't go see in the theater. Am I wrong? in seeing that they're trying to bury the Edge of Tomorrow title, or or am I on to something here? It's not uncommon. I mean, a lot of exploitation films back in the day would just retitle themselves. Exploitation and... films? I've never seen this kind of a title burying from a major studio before. No, I, I don't think I've seen it from a major studio, even when they've had cause where they should have. I mean, they've had some bad movies that maybe if you'd called it something else... But is changing the title after the fact really going to be effective in this case when you've got something like Tom Cruise? I mean, like I said, officially, until we see whatever versions put out on home video, they may even change the title of the movie on screen. It may just be called Live, Die, Repeat. Oh. It'd be better if they actually called it the title of the book, All You Need Is Kill, which I think is a pretty good title. But are you seeing what I'm seeing, how Warner Brothers is going out of their way to not call this movie Edge of Tomorrow for its home video marketing. Yeah, I do see that. Yeah, it, it's weird. I actually was showing this to a friend of mine. I was like, what movie is this? He's like, oh, I haven't heard of it before. And this was after because we Because uh, was this the movie Live, Die, Repeat? This was Live, Die, Repeat. And he's like, 
He's like, oh, Tom Cruise. Wasn't he just in that other movie that didn't do that well? Like he couldn't even remember the name of the movie that he's looking at. I actually, um, I mean, I'm with you. I think that All You Need Is Kill would have been cool, but I can understand why they didn't want to use that. But Edge Live... of Tomorrow, but Edge of Tomorrow, well, no, Edge is of such Tomorrow a generic. Is so bl- that's the thing. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow is so bland. That is a name that was made by committee. That was a bunch of people in a studio that were like, well, uh, or in a boardroom. Well, we can't call it All You Need Is Kill, uh, and they finally, you know, we're talking about what the movie was. Let's call it Edge of Tomorrow. That's just such a generic, you know, it could, that could be anything. That could be a love story. It sounds like the title of a Doctor Who episode. You know, it sounds like that could be a Star Trek title. Mm -hmm. I think there is the name of a Doctor Who episode. No, I am thinking of like the Edge of Destruction and there's other titles with Tomorrow. You're right. That could be a Doctor Who title. Nobody would know. Yeah, nobody would know. (laughs) At this point, they might as well just call it Live, Die, Repeat because it's better than Edge of Tomorrow and at this point, with the amount of people that went to see it in the theater, it might actually work in their favor. So but, you think you think this will actually work? Well, if they if they were to officially change it, yeah, because the problem is right now they're saying, you know, live, die, repeat and all this stuff and then burying Edge of Tomorrow. So if somebody goes on Amazon and types in, you know, live, die, repeat or something like what's nothing will come up. So they're going to be like, what was that movie? And they're going to be looking for it, and they're not going to find it. So now it's just going to end up being harder to find the movie because they didn't officially change the name. We've established that the title is important. Alex, you brought up, you jumped the gun a little bit, but you brought up how exploitation does, does this all the time. Now, we'll get to Italian exploitation and the way they both brilliantly and pathetically do this in, in a minute. What were you thinking of? leaving out the Italian exploitation part, when you initially brought this up, what, what like exploitation retitlings really jumped out for you? Just about anything with Lord Gemser, but that falls under the Italian stuff. Well, I, I mean, are, are you on the level of like the Ray Dennis Stecklers, like Lemon, Lemon Groove Kids Meet the Monsters, Rat Finca Boo Boo, The Mad Love of the Hot Vampire, The Sexorcist, The Hollywood Strangler Meets the Skid Row Slasher, and then, of course, the classic, the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed-up zombies. Hey, say what, say what you will about Steckler, about his movie-making. He knew how to title a movie. No, he didn't. Those are all terrible titles, and I wouldn't watch a single damn one of them. Snob. Oh, God, they would put the word cannibal in anything. Even if the movie didn't have cannibals, it'd be like, cannibals are popular, so every movie that's coming out needs to be retitled cannibal something. I take it you've never seen the Bill Maher, Shannon Tweed movie, Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Oh, I've seen it. I think it's a funny movie, but whatever. Tacking of the dead onto movies that weren't even about. Oh, Zelda. my God. Of the, yeah, the, the of the dead one, I'll give you easily. But then, and they the, do that nowadays. There's so many movies that are blank of the dead that were probably called something else originally. Well, do you think that, that the audience is so stupid that they don't know it? Like, just generic shot-on-video zombie movie that came out a few years ago, That, but because of the releasing company, they called it Day of the Dead 2 Contagium. Do you think the audience is really so stupid that they think this is a sequel to D- Romero's Day of the Dead? Yes. In fact, I thought from the title that it was a sequel to the remake of Day of the Dead. That um, what's Even though it face? came out a year before? Oh, they do that all the time, though. They'll release stuff that came out before the original movie and call it part two. That um, that remake of Day of the Dead, that who the Steve Miner directed, that apparently is terrible. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's, it's worse. Of our, I didn't think it was all that bad. <laughs> of course you didn't. Of course I didn't. But then, you know, you've you've got the probably the most famous example of 
Roger Corman's Cockfighter. He didn't realize that cockfighting might be prevalent. This is the early 70s, might be kind of prevalent in the South. He didn't realize that even though it was prevalent, this wasn't something that they were proud of. So the movie bombed. So all he did was recut the trailer to focus more on the love story with Warren Oates and then change the title to Born to Kill, re-released it, and it was a hit. So apparently the title and the marketing campaign is all that matters to some people. And by the way, Monty Hellman made that movie. What the hell? I've never actually seen it ha- as that other title. I've only seen it Born as Cockfighter. Yeah, my friends kill, I think I... was the I think that's the version that they showed on TV cuz I know the VHS was still Cockfighter. My friends and I would point at the VHS and laugh and end up renting it anyway because it's just big giant letters cock and then on the next line fighter. fighter. Yeah. Like it's cock fighter and had just a chicken head on it. It it brings together a different image when when you think cockfighter versus born to kill. Cockfighter sounds it sounds like a gay sounds, porno really. It sounds like a gay porno. Uh, whereas Born to Kill sounds like an action movie, a badass Actually, action it sounds film. like a nom movie, really. Oh, yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a friggin' nom movie. Well, and, th- and then you've got ones that are strangely controversial for the weirdest reasons. For instance, the movie How to Make Love to a Negro Without Getting Tired. That's It's an early 90s film based on the New York Times bestseller. The movie was oddly controversial. By the way, there's not a whole lot of sex or nudity in it. It's kind of a slice of life about friends. The New York Times had advertising for the book of the same title with no problem. Two years later, the movie comes out. They refuse, because of the title, to carry ads for How to Make Love to a Negro Without Getting Tired because the title is offensive. So as a movie, the title's offensive, but as a book, it's not. Huh? Oh, there's plenty of things where maybe it's not necessarily offensive, where the book is called something else, where they retitled the movie. But um, this is the book and the movie have the same title. Well, like, if I didn't know it was a Philip K. Dick story, I would never have watched a movie called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Because that m- title sounds stupid, for especially for something starring, you know, Harrison Ford. But Blade Runner, oh, I'd watch that like crazy. That's pretty funny. It actually, to me, that sounds like it would be a comedy. Uh, it, it brought to mind, there was a movie that came out, I want to say about five years ago, and they tried to get away with the title, but couldn't, so they switched it down to an acronym. Uh, the original title of the film was called Young People Fucking. A bunch of slightly intertwining stories about young adults uh, and different stages of their relationships. There was one story that was about the first date. There was another story that was about like two best friends that decide to do the friends with benefits things. There's one thing where a guy, he wants to get his buddy to his girlfriend. And so the movie was called Young People F***ing, but then they uh, released it under the acronym of YPF. So Well, nowadays it would be hashtag YPF. (laughs) Okay, then in something like that, did the movie give you what the title promised you? Uh, oh, yeah. There was a lot of young people f***ing. Because sometimes the, a, a weird title like that gives you just what you were promised, like Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. It was about hookers that chainsaw people to death in Hollywood. Or one of my favorites, Gay Niggers from Outer Space. It's about homosexual black people on a spaceship going to another planet. You got a That's not a porno either. It's not. There's no sex in it. Gave you what the title promised you. It certainly did. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, the title obviously is joking. They could have called it anything. 
right, but Gay Niggers from Outer Space is kind of catchy. It is, but you don't want to say that title in mixed company. You don't want to go to the Thanksgiving dinner and say, hey, I got my VHS copy of Gay Niggers from Outer Space. It's what got me to watch the movie. Me too. I was like, I got, especially when I read it's not a porno, I'm like, I got to check this out. Yeah, I actually, I hunted the movie down. Like, I went out of my way to see this. Oh, there are plenty of, like, especially Japanese movies that I've tracked down simply because of the title. Well, yeah, I'm with you on that. Speaking of foreign, let's go to Italian exploitation. Now, the Italians were famous for, okay, if you thought Corman was kind of sleazy for what he did with Cockfighter Born to Kill, the Italians totally shame him. The Italians would release the same movie four or five times just under different titles. They would add sequels to things like the Dawn of the Dead 2 thing that they didn't eat. At least in that, they technically had the rights to the Dawn of the Dead title. The Italians didn't care. In Italy, there's Evil Dead 4, 5, and 6. There's a Jaws 5. There's a Terminator 2 that came out two years before James Cameron's. I love the Italians for this. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's like For something like that, I give a lot more leeway because... These are niche titles. These are smaller things that they're going to uh, just put out there. And it's not like it's going to all of a sudden somebody's going to be completely duped. And by saying that, I just remembered what I wanted to talk about earlier. Titles and do things like trick people. Look at the asylum. That's their business model is to dupe people. You know, by calling something just close enough, you know, transmorphers and like how many millions of DVDs do they sell because people aren't paying attention? Used to be their business model. Yeah, after four or five lawsuits, I think they may have stopped that or slowing it down at least. Well, also... Well, also because Sharknado and that is really successful, so they're kind of, you know, going in that direction. That and once people kind of got in on it, they were just like, Releasing these mockbusters obligatory because there's a, f- a fan base for mockbusters. Yeah, you. Me and other like-minded folks. Exactly. Well, no, no. what about when, when a title is weird, but it doesn't necessarily give you an idea of what the movie's about? Such as, if I just said the title, this is a real movie, Step Into Liquid. Would you have any f***ing clue... What this movie, what you were in for was Step Into Liquid? It sounds like a movie where Scarlett Johansson is raped by an alien. It's a surfing documentary from Australia. Oh, well. Okay, then. I guess the title makes sense, then. Bit literal. Step Into Liquid. It's an ocean, but okay. Once you say what it is, it makes sense. But just hearing the title makes it sound... The first thing that came to my mind was somebody stepping barefoot into, like, a puddle of piss catchy titles that it might they might not be weird although the ones i'm going to use are a little bit weird but they're they're catchy like john dies at the end just from that title you go i want to see this movie the i I come in peace rather than the bland dark angel you've got santa claus conquers the martians even though the title's totally misleading you want to see that or the old 1960s movie the ghost in the invisible bikini cowboys versus dinosaurs movie valley of the guanji they're titles that just pull you in, make you go, wait, what? I don't think Valley of the Guanji is a catchy title, but the concept of that movie is awesome. You've never seen Valley no, of the Guanji, I've, have I've, you? I've seen it, yes. I don't yeah. like the title. Yeah, it's Cowboys versus Dinosaurs. It's awesome. Uh-huh. 
But I never thought Valley of the Guanji was a catchy title. But as I was saying, there's a lot of movies that I watch, you know, especially stuff from Asia that just has the catchiest titles. I'm like, I'm watching this based on the title alone. Like, what was it? Giant Naked Lady Fighting Octopus was a movie I saw. <laughs> there was a couple that really kind of stuck out as far as, like, catchy. But uh, I was always a fan of Gleaming the Cube, which I thought was much better than A Brother's, Brother's Justice. Justice. So just bleh. There was um, an Asian movie from a couple years ago called Boobs Volleyball. Tell me you don't want to see boob bubble. <laughs> and it's actually, and that's one where you think that it's going to be, you know, naked volleyball or something, but it's, it's totally not. It's about a, a teacher is very pretty and young, and she's got a whole bunch of stu- um, students in PE that are terrible volleyball players. And she basically tells them if they win the championship, that she'll show them her boobs. So they become this incredible motivate team. motivate them. If, seriously, you're telling me you wouldn't go for that? And then there was a, a Corman film from not too long ago. What was it? Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleaders? It's just, you know, come on. Well, and then you've got other ones. Some of my favorites are Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolarama. I yes. think that's a fantastic title. You know what? I think, and yes, this is from Ed Wood. I think I Woke Up Early the Day I Died is a fantastic title. I've always loved that title. That is That's a fantastic right. title. Yeah, that is a fantastic title. And then you've got other ones like Monsterd. Okay, a little gross out, but yeah. You know. Yeah, it's also a terrible movie. That movie's awful. I haven't and... seen the movie. I just or, or Alex, sometimes oh, they I, just, sometimes the title just gets right to the point. Big ass spider. Yeah, that was a good about one. a big ass spider, wasn't it? You know what? Monsterd had a sequel that was called Retard Dead, which was about zombie outbreak at like a retarded school. I didn't know Retard Dead was the sequel. To I didn't know Monster. that was the sequel either. I knew both movies, Ugh. but I didn't know that was the sequel. Or you, you've got you got other ones that just make you go, what? And you got to see it, like Rabid Grannies. You know what? That that title pulls me in. Or Red the f- Zombies. Or, or, oh, or, or, a lot of a lot of trauma stuff. That well, trauma's great at titles. Uh, a Nymphoid Barbarian and Dinosaur Hell. Yes. The old Universal flick from the seventies. The one with Dirk Benedict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. That is it's a weird. good movie, but it is kind of a stupid title, in a way. It's kind of brilliant and kind of stupid at the same time. I Dismember Mama. That's a great title. Hell Comes to Frogtown. That's a great title. Stuff Stephanie into the incinerator. Stuff Stephanie into the, to the inci- in, in the incinerator, yeah. Faster Pussycat, yeah, but, uh, Kill Kill. Okay, Still- Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill is great, but a lot of the other movies there were kind of dumb, especially some of the trauma ones. Like, Rabid Grannies sucked. Well, Rabid Grannies wasn't trauma. They they released it, but they didn't make that. Well, yeah, it's a lot of their pickups that are the bad ones. Because oh, usually like, they retitled them. Yeah, Stuff Stephanie and the Incinerator is just terrible. I don't know what the hell Mark. But it's a great title. It is a great title, though. That has nothing to do with the movie. I don't care. We're talking titles, so it works. <laughs> Deadly Daphne's Revenge is one that comes to mind. Well, and then you've got other hmm. ones where the title completely lies to you. Well, maybe not completely, like in the case I'm going to bring up. Like, if I say the title of the early 80s college, you know, sec- uh, Porky's knockoff movie, Jocks, what do you think the movie's about? I think it's about high school sports. I would think it's about jocks. It's about a college tennis team going to the championships. Because when you think of jocks, you think of college tennis, right? Oh, we never thought the tennis team were jocks. They were faggots. 
Christopher <laughs> Lee fucks a tranny in the movie. Christopher the Lee's the Christopher Lee's the dean of the school. Yeah, really. I might check this out now. <laughs> you just want to see Christopher Lee screwing a tranny, don't you? That and tennis is a remarkable sport. Ogre from the from the Revenge of the Nerds movies is one of the uh, jocks in question too. You, you you had the little quotes around jocks when you said that, right? Yes. We we can't avoid probably the biggest thing when it comes to titles. What I you know what you two may disagree with me. I think porno films of the past had some of the best titles out there, whether they were the the parody ones or just no pun intended straight titles for original content. I think the porno people really knew how to title a movie. Because now today all you get is this ain't a eh, 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 a triple X parody. It's bland. It's lifeless. Like, nowadays, the Miami Vice parody is, this ain't Miami Vice, a triple X parody. When I was growing up, it was Miami Spice. That draws my my eye in more, among other things, than this ain't Miami Vice, a triple X parody. Oh, porno titles used to be wonderfully creative, and I would watch them for the title. Because I was like, I want to see how they turned that into a porno with this fun title. But then, San, San Fernando Jones and the Temple of Poon? You wanted to yeah. see how that happened. Yeah. Although I'll admit, this ain't Schindler's List. A triple X parody is probably a better title than, say, Schindler's Fist. I'll debate you on that. but Oh, definitely. The, the porno titles were just, they were fun, they were creative, and it was, it was just, like, it was humorous. Because then you were uh, like, oh, you know, let, let's watch, what was it, Men in Black Chicks. You know, like something like that, where it's like, oh, that's all right. That's pretty inventive. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite is the Sopornos. Uh, although, although probably my favorite porn title ever, just because of the beautiful double entendre. It's an anal picture called The Girl with the Big Brown Eyes. <laughs> that's witty. Yeah, it is. I mean, now the only the only downside was that the majority of them that had the goofy knockoff titles where it was, you know, it was a pun or it was a play on the words or something. Majority of the time, it was just a porno that happened to have the name of whatever the uh, the thing one they were knocking of, yes, off was. One of my biggest disappointments, especially because this is the era, we're going back to 1983, this is the era when pornos were still, you know, generally had stories, maybe 40% of the movie would still be story. The Videodrome one, Video Bone. There's maybe five minutes of story and the rest of it is just bland, limp, and I mean that, sex. And it's like, this, this sucked. There needs to be a... a Videodrome gives you so many opportunities to make a good porno parody. How do you, no pun intended, blow this? Although Edward Penis Hands did have a guy who looked like Johnny Depp with penis hands. So a they went. on Elm Street had the guy with Freddy Krueger with four dildos on his hand. He looked like Freddy Krueger. Yes, yeah, sometimes they they did go all out. So it's it's not a you know it's 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 the exception, not the rule, though. Some of the more fun parody titles that from the porno is You've Got Mail, M-A-L-E, Everyone I Did Last Summer, The Booby Guard, Ocean's Eleven Inches, Night of the Giving Head, The Sperminator, Edward Penis Hands, The Bone Ranger, Goodwill Humping, A Few Hard Men, Village of the Rammed, Cliff Banger, Breast Side Story, Late in Manhattan, Saturday Night Beaver, Any Given Comedy, a Clockwork Orgy, Any Officer and a, and a Genitalian Men, Gulp Fiction, Oklahoma. I'm going to guess that one's a gay one for you, Jowski. 
Well, so was that that you've got mayo. Beverly Hills 9021 Ho, The Bear Witch, The Bear Bitch Project, My Bear Lady, Buffy the Vampire Lair, Pulp Friction, A Beautiful Behind, Gangbangs of New York, 40 Gays and 40 Nights, Womb Raider, School of Cock, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Gays, White Men Can't Hump, Throbin Hood, On Golden Blonde, I love that one by the way, Sisterhood of the Traveling Sluts, Romancing the Bone, King Dong, Brazier to Eternity, Yank My Doodle, It's a Dandy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who, who, who makes a porn parody of that? Thing? Exactly. That's American the, Booty, Spankenstein, How Stella Got Her Tube Packed, <laughs> Six Which Degrees of Penetration, When Harry Eats Sally, Lord of the G-Strings, Saving Ryan's Privates, Riding Miss Daisy, Batman in Robin, I'm guessing that's another gay one, Blowjob Impossible, Dyke Hard, Blown in 60 Seconds, Buttman and Throbin, Rambone, Sperms of Endearment, Free My Willy. <laughs> I mean, come on! How can you not find these hilarious? Yeah, I mean, I, Cecil, you lost it when I was reading the list! Well, the Yank My Doodle, it's a dandy. <laughs> come on! <laughs> It's so ridiculous, because like Alex said, like, who decides to make a porno based on Yankee Doodle Dandy? Apparently, probably VCA, because in the 80s and 90s, they were the big purveyors of this stuff. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's it's just funny because, you know, it's that's hilarious. You know, it, it showed that they they weren't they weren't taking themselves too seriously. Not that they should have. I think that is one of the things. I don't want to say uh, in porno now, it does seem to to sometimes take itself a little bit too seriously, but uh, instead of just poking fun at itself. But well, uh, what, I, I have what to do say, you do with people screwing? I have to say, and now this is going to come across a little hypocritical. In all of these, this ain't does, at least the ones I've seen, they spend so much time and money on parodying the story part that they just become a really bad parody and they kind of forget to make the sex any good. Is... Is that kind of missing your own point? Yeah, um, I've never liked porno sex anyway. I've never, you know, I don't really watch porn movies for the sex at all. I did. I watch videos on the internet for porn. If I'm going to watch a movie that's this ain't the Flintstones a triple X parody, I'm going to be watching it for the parody. Honestly, I can get the the porn anywhere. I thought Sex Trek was actually pretty good. That was back or in the '90s when they were still trying. Or, or was it okay? Then I guess maybe it was this ain't Star Trek Triple X or one of there was one that came out a few years ago where the production value was high. They had um, really pretty girls and a funny story and good production values, and they never too far into the story. Like they gave a nice spacer between. It's like okay, you know, here's here's the story. Okay, now get to the. Like they didn't forget that this was supposed to be a porno where some of them like that Pirates movie was a three hour long or whatever. And it's like and they actually edited the porno part out and sold that to Cinemax, you know, back when they were Skinemax to show it without the hardcore again, mm -hmm. kind of missed your own point, didn't you? Yeah, because you know what? It's it's high production values for a porno, but it's not that doesn't make it a good movie. 
That just makes it a porno. I would that say spend a lot back of money into the 70s on. to find the ones that were legitimately good movies. But let's swing this back to just titles. Now, I found a list on Film.com of what they listed as the 100 worst movie titles. I don't necessarily agree. But before we get into this, what do you guys think about how bad does a title have to be for you to consider it a bad title? Does it have to be stupid? Does it have to just be bland? What makes a bad title? Well, there are the bland ones, Oh, especially with – I can't remember the producers. They made some of the most blandest title movies like Remains of the Day. That just were terrible titles. The, the People liked the movies. What was the one with Sandra Bullock where she was a drunk 20, 21 days? 28, 28 days later. 28, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. 28 20, later or something different. Was this, yeah, that was the oh, zombie yeah. movie. No, twenty. yeah, 28 days was just the one where – but that was another one where they marketed it to make it look like it was a, you know, Sandra Bullock is a happy, and then it really was her, like, in rehab because she's a disaster. Well, yeah. Th- um, this this but list that I found. This I was going to say oh. real quick, Josh, th- there's also some real bad, like, foreign retitles of movies. Like, I don't know which country it is, but it's The Sixth Sense is retitled The Ghost Doctor. Yeah, uh, Brad and I did one of those a long time ago where we went over a bunch of foreign titles. Some of them are just insane. This in this and this list from film.com. Trouble with the curve, crazy stupid love, that was then oh. this is now, Exxxens, Star Trek into Darkness. Okay, I think this next how one is How is that a terrible how is Star Trek Oh, cuz the uh, Trek into Darkness. Yeah. I, I honestly so it's the, kind the, of like the, an eye-rolling pun, but I wouldn't say it's a terrible title. The the pianist. That's probably the worst one, the first really bad one. Otherwise, the Shawshank Redemption, Seeking Justice, Operation Dumbo Drop, Bounce. Okay, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace is pretty Wait, stupid. So the pianist makes this list, but the piano doesn't. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the top ten here. The Hottie and the Naughty. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Garfield: A Tale of Two Kitties. I actually think that's a decent pun, but okay. Screw you. Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag is a fantastic title. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. That's a, that's a good title. And it fits because that's kind of what the movie was about. Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah, that's a stupid title. It's so stupid that that's what we've called every sequel since Three Fast, Three Furious. Yeah. <laughs> screw Forum. Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. Oh, screw you, Fart the Movie? That tells you exactly what you get. The movie is about people that fart. It tells you exactly what it is. It's not oh. lying to the audience. This doesn't sound like a very interesting movie, though. I'd rather see Ass, the movie. Lucky number Slevin, Elvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakwell, Freddy yeah. Got Fingered. That's a terrible one. And then, yeah, Ballistic X versus Severs, pretty goddamn bad. Yeah, that's one where they would have been better just if it was Ballistic, that's fine. But the, the need to add the X versus Sever... It's like what, and then it ended up just being a terrible movie on top of that. But I actually think like the, if... I actually think one of the worst is Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. <laughs> Not only is it a terrible movie, so is he a cable guy or a health inspector? You're kind of all over the place. Title. The thing with X versus Sever, like that title would have worked if X versus Sever were popular characters in mainstream media, or if they ever actually fought in the movie. Like I could see, there's no you know, verses in the movie, Alex. I could mm-hmm. see the, that next Superman movie, Ballistic Superman versus Batman, would work title because you know who the characters are. 
Well, how about the biggest money loser film of all time? Zizix Road, and I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right, Z-Z-Y-Z-X Road, that Tom Sizemore, Katherine Heigl movie that made $36 at the box office. Sounds like somebody stumbling over so- a sobriety test. Well, that would be Tom Sizemore. Say the alphabet backwards, Z-Z-Z-Y-X. And, and, oh, screw you. Too Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmar is a great title. That's why yeah. everybody just calls it Too Wong Fu and forgets the rest of the title. I haven't seen the movie, but The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, that's an interesting title. It is. Uh, I, like, there's a difference between long titles and bad titles. Like, a long title doesn't always equate a bad title. According to this list, it pretty much does. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, they, they kind of were. They, they needed a lot to, kind of, to get 100. Okay, I loved the movie, but I'll, I, I will admit the title is a little bit of a mouthful. Legend of, the, Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. The whole Owls of Gahul thing, when you put a word you just made up in the title, that tends to throw an audience off, I think, don't you? Well, see, the reason that's titled that way is because the Owls of Gahul and all of that, it's part of a series. So It's, it's a good kind movie, of like, too. Yeah, it's a great movie, but it's also a series of like seven books, and I'm sure they had anticipated making those. Hence, you know, why you have both of those titles together. Like the next one would have been Legends of the Guardians, whatever the the next book was. The next one would have been Legends of the Guardians, not that Christmas movie. Yeah, something like that. But like you have Harry Potter and the Harry Potter, and you know, you when you're having a franchise, you have to have the that part of the title in each title. Mm-hmm. Oh, screw you, Liz. Screw you, Double Time. Octopussy? That's Octopussy. a great title. Yeah, Octopussy's a great title. I won't defend the movie. I think it's a terrible movie, but it's a fun title. It totally fits with everything James Bond in that title. And Okay, here's here's Jowski one you'll probably agree with. Chud. Screw that. Chud is a great title, especially if you don't quite know what it means at the time, the first time and when it came out. Oh, it's a great title. It's, it's also what the movie's about. And it's such a goofy-sounding word. It's like, I want to see what the hell is a chud. And that's when the chuds came at me. I got yeah. one for you. The, if they would have stopped in the beginning, I don't... Like, it wasn't a particularly good movie, but the title would have been fine ever after. If that was it, fine. But they had to go ever after a Cinderella story. But I'm saying, like, title-wise, if it would have just been Ever After, fine. But the fact that they had to add the A Cinderella Story, I just, I, I, I have a really hard time with movies that feel the need to add... A uh, surtitle the, in the title? The surtitle, Wrist Cutters, A Love Story. The Water yeah. Horse, Legend of the Deep. Yeah, uh, it's like, just call it one thing. Like, it's, that almost shows that, like, they don't have enough faith in the title, so they have to add a suffix. I hated the movie, but I think Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead is a good title. It makes you oh, go, I want to see this. How could you hate that movie? The movie's so much fun. Well, yeah, except for maybe, the whole part maybe, about the, okay. the if Kelly babysitter Bundy, dies. If Kelly Bundy had given a, a Hummer to Fox Mulder, maybe. Well, and then you've got, okay, Blackenstein. Okay, I admit it. For the exploitation, you were kind of starting to run out of ideas when you are going with Blackenstein. But... If you're going to do that, then you got to put Blackula in that same category. And I think Blackula is a brilliant pun, honestly. I Almost curse screen. you with my name, Blackula. Scream, Blackula, scream. Yeah, Pam Greer. It's Frankenhooker on there, too. 
Yes. Which, which it's, oh, come on, it's a great title. Or, okay, this one's really bad. Riding in Cars with Boys. That, I liked that movie. I, I'm, we're not talking about the movie. That's a terrible title. That, that's the description of your movie. That doesn't make it your title. Uh, yeah, it, it does fit for that movie, though. I'll, I'll say that. The Sisterhood Personally? of the Traveling Pants. Or Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Oh, God. Now, this one, I, I despise the movie. It's probably, if I watched it again, it'd probably be more fun than I remember it. But I think Leonard Part 6, considering it's the first film, is a great title to just come out. When I was a kid, when that came out, I was in middle school. I'm like, I need to see the first five of these. I was actually looking. That well, That's a good title. Well, you know why it was Leonard Part 6? Because Parts 1 through 5 were classified. Are you sure they weren't redacted? V.I. Warshawski? All right, leaving the movie out of it, the... Title's kind of a mouthful, and I do remember a lot of MTV news and that having issues pronouncing it at the time. But the, the, the thing with that title is that was the name of not just necessarily the character in the movie. The movie is based off of a series of books by somebody. I've never read them. I, I actually found out years after the fact that she's the main protagonist in a series of books. I mean, it's, it's basically Alex Cross. A borderline unpronounceable word when you just look at it into the title. Johnny Mnemonic. I know a lot of people that pronounced it mnemonic. They pronounced the M because they'd never seen that word mnemonic before. Well, that's because they were stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of dumb people. You shouldn't have to change the title of the book or the title of the movie that was based off of the book that was in Burning Chrome. It wasn't Chrome. a book. It was a short story. Well, it was a short, I'm saying, it was a short story within Burning Chrome. Yeah. But – uh, th- just because people are stupid, I, I mean, fine. I still to this day hear people refer to it as Johnny Mnemonic. I still will go, eh, Johnny Moronic. Uh, shut up. The Hudsucker Proxy. It gets an interesting enough title that it makes me go, I- I'm curious. I'd like to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, it's kind of obvious what the movie's about, though. We bought a zoo. You did? <laughs> That's a terrible title. It really is. It is a pretty terrible title. It does tell you about... It, it drives the point home, though, what the movie is. Live Free or Die Hard. They were just really stretching to try and get the whole Die Hard thing to stay with the numbering, weren't they? A, well, I think A Good Day to Die Hard is worse. Or, or, and a worse movie, too. But. Okay, well then, what about when it comes to... Normally, sequels are... You got the first movie, which is its title, and then the sequel is that title, part two, with maybe a surtitle. What about when movie franchises take the risk to not number their movies or or specifically tell you like what order they come in, like Dirty Harry? You've got Dirty Harry, Magnum Force, The Enforcer, Sudden Impact, and The Deadpool. The last four, if they were released now, would be Dirty Harry 2, Magnum Force, Dirty Harry 3, The Enforcer. What about when you have enough faith in your audience that you don't need to put the number in the title? There's that. I mean, like, I would never have known those movies were sequels, but then again, I didn't grow up with them, and they weren't alive when I was following movies. But there are still series that do that, only we don't notice it. How about uh, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky 5, Rocky Balboa? Yeah, how freaking original. Or, and oh, I, I know this is... The old. Rambo sequel numberings are terrible. 
Yeah, shit. well, because well, I was going to well, say... Yes, first... You think it's Rambo, but it's really First Blood. Well, because well, that's the thing. You got First Blood, then the second film is Rambo First Blood Part 2, but then the third one is Rambo 3. Shouldn't that be Rambo 2 First Blood Part 3? Because it's not the third t- title with Rambo in it. That kind of throws you off. Because just because the audience was too stupid. Seriously, watch the Rambo DVDs. They talk about how they were afraid the audience would be confused if they kept the first blood stuff in the title because everyone just refers to them as the Rambo movies. They were just kind of going, you're too stupid, so we're just calling it Rambo 3. It's kind of insulting, I think. But but, th- but then you've, you've got the ones that, that really start to get mucked up when you when you go with international films coming to America. They don't do this anymore, to my knowledge. Some of Bruce Lee's movies, like when he made the movie The Chinese Connection, in America it was released as The Big Boss. Then he made a movie in China called The Big Boss. Well, you can't release that as The Big Boss in America because you already released a film called The Big Boss with Bruce Lee, so we have to retitle that movie. You just kind of go, ah, what the hell? There was some Jackie Chan movie called Armor of the Gods. They released it over here as Super Cop, or was it the other way around? I'm not, they a, did that, I'm not a Jackie Chan fan, so I'm not really sure. But yeah, they, they did that with some Jackie Chan movies. Yeah, I think or, it might have been that one. But then, like, The Raid, when that came out, that was just called The Raid over in its country of origin. But when it Korea, came over I th- here, I, I think no, that, no, it was the Korean? Philippines. Thailand. Thailand, Thailand. Thailand, okay. But when it came over here, they had to add that extra word, The Raid Redemption. In Thailand, The Raid 2 is just called The Raid 2. Over here, it's the Raid Barandal. They didn't make up a word this time. Well, what, what about then one of the most famous one of those, which would be the Road Warrior? Because Mad Max had been a big international hit and only had a small release in America. So the rest of the world, outside of US, the U.S. and Canada, got Mad Max 2. But because Mad Max, no one knew that movie over here, they're like, we think this is a strong movie. We can't call it Mad Max 2 because people aren't going to go want to go see a sequel that they've never seen the first one. So let's just call it The Road Warrior and sell it as its own thing. Is that fair when you change the, the surtitles or the numbering to make it seem? And yes, they sold The Road Warrior as a standalone film and not part of a franchise or a sequel. Is that fair to the audience too? Not really, but The Road Warrior is one of those movies, though, that you can enjoy as a standalone feature because... I saw it first. I saw it before Mad Max. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I did, too. I saw it several, several times before I watched Mad Max. You know, it's not like watching Return of the King before you see The Two Towers or um, Fellowship of the Ring, where it's like, okay, I'm clearly coming in at the end of the story here. Like Mad Max was, or I'm sorry, uh, Road Warrior was a standalone story. So that was the thing with all three of those movies. You can watch any one of them and, you know, get a full story. Now, if you watch all three of them, you get more of the story, but you don't feel cheated. You don't feel like you're only getting part of the story. Well, The Road Warrior, as we just said, it does actually work as a standalone movie. So it's not bad in that regard. You know, let's retitle it to just... The Road Warrior. Since since we're talking George Miller, he had another one where it came out here under its original title of The Chain Reaction, the 1980 movie. It, it was all right. I mean, I mean, it's a good movie, but I mean, the title, The Chain Reaction, 
it, it's a it's about a nuclear spill and whatnot. So kind of okay, the title gives you what you wanted. Then when it came out on video, it was called Nuclear Run with completely different cover art. What actually would sell you on on this Australian nuclear fallout movie more? The Chain Reaction or Nuclear Run? Which one grabs your attention more? Nuclear Run. I don't know if this is an East Coasty thing, but uh, Nuclear Run. Nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. Oh, whatever. Nuclear. But for me, uh, I would go with, with Nuclear Run simply because that sounds more post-apocalyptic. That's just my personal preference. Well, and then, you know, to, to keep up the, the nuclear thing, there's there's a movie. It, it was released over here on video as The Nuclear Conspiracy. That's not a bad title, and it, it does sell the film quite well. It was called Nuclear Conspiracy. The original title, when it came out in Germany, where it was made, was And Now the New is a Slight Chance of Fallout. Which one of those grabs your attention more? The Slight Chance of Fallout. It depends on the movie. If it's like a taut spy thriller that's called, and now the news, chance of fallout, I'd be like, what the hell? But it's, like it, it's actually, well, no, it's not a spy thriller. It's about an investigative reporter that finds illegal dumping of fissionable material. And yeah, it's, it's about it's trying, to, it, it, it's an investigative journalist. Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy that title then. If it's a serious movie, a title like that, I'm like, let's go watch this fun but com. Which is more eye catching to you? You got to remember, this only came out in America on video. You're going through the video rack, nuclear conspiracy, or and now the news, a slight chance of fallout. Which one catches your eye more, and you go, ooh, the second one. Exactly. Sometimes we just, especially when they when they retitle foreign movies, they just are bland when they come to America. I don't know why they do that. Probably because they don't care. Yeah, oh, I that's got a, exactly why. I got another one for you. One of my all-time favorite movie titles, The Cars That Eat People. Yes. Completely misleading title, but awesome. It's Oversexed Rug Suckers from Mars? Oh, yes. Uh, Blood Suckers in Pittsburgh. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is probably one of the most famous ones, but that gives you what you wanted. Oh, it certainly does. It does. There are killer tomatoes that attack people in the movie. To wrap up, I think... The title is very important to a film, and I think it is pretty obvious, I don't think I'm being all conspiracy monger here, that Warner Brothers very, very much wants to make you forget that this movie was called Edge of Tomorrow, and they want you to at least think of it as live, die, repeat, even if they don't change the on-screen title. As I said, it doesn't come out for another month and a half, so we don't know what the home video version will look like. But the marketing indicates they clearly do not want you to refer to this movie as Edge of Tomorrow. My final thoughts are with movies retitled so much and with movies intentionally mistitled, thank God we have the internet to kind of fact check this. I mean it's there for people. They're not going to use it though. They're you know, stupid like they always are because, you know, it's the internet. Back in my day we had to use the psychotronic video guide. Back in my day we had to watch the movie and then go, f*** they played me. Bitches. Yeah, it, it's uh, the movie titles are very important and uh, is uh, as evident by how many movies had terrible titles, but we watched them because the titles stuck out so much. So uh, I, maybe we're the minority cons- since since we're more uh, cinephiles, 
But um, I would also like to think that the general public would remember certain things like would Attack of the Killer Tomatoes have become such a cult classic if they tried to go with like a serious title. But because it's a schlocky title, it's a schlocky movie, people automatically gravitate and they know what it is. So, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. And I think that um, Edge of Tomorrow, like I said earlier, they really they might as well just bite the bullet and call it Live, Die, Repeat. You can, con- you can contact us at 1201beyond at gmail.com. And remember, the store at 1201beyond.com is now open. So if you want a Radio Drum t-shirt or something from any of the other 1201 Beyond shows, buy it now.
Radio Drome is a 1201 Beyond production. Visit 1201beyond.com for more great shows.